create with Fran Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. We are on episode 121 and this is Franz. I am your host and I'm here to help you to design the life that you want. So thank you so much for following me every single week. It's been now two years and a few months and I really would like to know what are the topics you would like me to cover because sometimes I'm like, hmm, what else can we talk about that has to do with design in your life? And today I was thinking, well, should we not talk about color and how it will affect your mood, your psychology, your behavior, your perception. Is it all kind of woo-woo stuff or is it actually true? Let's have a look. About, um, I don't know, 13 years ago or something, we bought a house uh, in this very town, not the house where I'm now, but the previous one. And it was a lovely house. We put in all all the stuff we wanted and within a few days I started to be very weird uh, I just felt weird I was just like there's something not on with this house and then I realized there was something that was going on because all the walls of this house were painted in canary yellow and initially we loved these yellow walls because it was such a cheerful happy color but in the end to have that in the bedroom and in the living room and it was just becoming really really heavy and uh, it took me a long while but I have repainted the entire house what was going on in my mind if you think about it I absolutely love yellow I have yellow t-shirts I have yellow accessories I have yellow and gold flowers in the house I even have a lovely yellow dress, so I absolutely love yellow. I love the sun, so everything yellow, but I just couldn't feel relaxed in this room. And then the other room was still just as yellow and I had to change it. Why did I think that this was influencing my mood? It's because of social things, the physiological changes, that's why I really want to have a look at color psychology, which is also a subject that I studied for a couple of years when I went to the Polytechnic of Design many years ago in Milan and we studied graphic design. And the psychology of color was one of the biggest topics to read about because how we perceive form, shape, color, etc. is very important for our happiness, of our perception of life. So let's have a deeper look. I suggest we go in order, we see what color means to us and how our body responds to color, how our emotions react to it and um, also why color could be associated to different things in different countries and different cultures and is it possible that our mental health can have a little bit of influence from this color so our behaviors are able to change because of that and can we actually use color to make a person feel better or worse or can we do it to feel safer that's part of design isn't it when you design an object it has to be visible think about um, all the associations but we'll, we'll go in order and we'll start a little bit with a history of that the real truth about history about color and psychology is that there is very little uh, proper scientific research about it so there is nothing very conclusive about it, really. You know, there was Newton there with this um, uh, idea and this finding out uh, moment where he realized that if you pick up a prism and you 
you have a, a white light and it goes through, they will separate into all these colors and they have their own wavelength and you cannot separate those colors in anything else. That was interesting and how you can combine colors, etc. But really, we don't have too much study about this. So in all these times, you know, after the 60s, nobody really was talking too much about color and how it can affect us. So why is it so important? Why do we spend so much time looking for just the right dress with the right color? Why do we spend time thinking about how the brand colors will be or a gift of a wrap paper? Why do we paint the walls in certain colors and not in other? Would you live in a house that is completely black, dark gray or all red? Would you be able to stay in a box that is painted in deep blue? for the whole day or would you find it different and would you survive in an orange room for hours and hours every day i always wonder about that because especially when you go to um, a primary school that is full of very very beautiful colorful things on the wall i find it so bewildering all these colors everywhere after a while i'm like wow that's a lot of color i don't know where to rest my eyes because the eyes are making an effort to look at these colors and um, as you might already know the most um, easy color to look at is actually green. It's more restful for our eyes. That's quite interesting, isn't it? And also they can evoke emotions. Colors can remember and not remember, they can remind us of how we felt. So we have associations with warm colors and cold colors or cool colors. And so uh, the blue side of the spectrum, you know, you have blue, purple and green. They are associated to being cool and cold. And so if you, for example, want the room to look, to look very relaxing and um, calming, you will put these colors. However, they might also mean sadness or indifference or being cold. And so if you want to sell an object, uh, for example, a pair of socks, and you want to say these socks are incredibly hot, and then you put them in a very pale green or pale... Um, blue people will think they're not as hot as the ones that are deep red because we associate red with the fire so we we do have something in our mind telling us this is hot this is cold and, and it's just true i remember reading a study in a very old psychology book that i bought in the 80s when i was starting to read about psychology i found it so fascinating the study of the human mind how could it be that we can be influenced so much by the color, and yet it is so true. And uh, in this study in particular, there, were, there was a group of people, of course, and uh, they were given coffee to drink in different cups. Some people were given yellow cups, other people red cups, other people um, different colors, so warm colors and cold colors, and, and also yellow, red, black. And um, when they had a, the brown color, they thought this coffee is just perfect nice and rich, not too strong, etc. When they saw the yellow, it, um, it meant to them this coffee was acidic. And uh, when they had other colors like black, oh, it was too bitter, too strong. But they were all served the same identical coffee. How did their brain come to the conclusion that the, the taste was different? It just amazed it to me. So this could be for many reasons, and one is that we associate colors with different things. For example, if I think about red, I have love and passion and heat and excitement. Well, if I go and tone it down and go down to pink and think about being 
connected to the earth, or maybe soft and gentle, maybe feminine. If I go to purple, I think about noble or mysterious or, or you know, something glamorous. Why? Because purple is very difficult to find on earth in a large quantity, so to prepare the pigment is a lot of work. And since the ancient times, purple has always been the color of the kings because nobody could afford anything in purple. And so over the centuries, we acquired this idea that purple is mysterious and expensive and therefore is brilliant. And I love purple, one of my favorite colors. But when you go to the true blue, then you have calmness, you have peace, you have wisdom. If you want to be reassuring, you use blue. When you go down to green, you have nature, you have this feeling of coolness, of being fresh, the growth thing, you know, um, if it's a very pure green, it's quite invigorating and it could be tiring for other people. I think that's why we love being in nature. Again, yellow, <laughs> my favorite color, it's, it's full of joy and, and it's full of hope, but it can also tell you, wait, I have an alert here, there is danger. Think about a, a bottle of poison, most certainly will have yellow and black with all this very fluorescent yellow to tell you, hey, step back, there is something going on. If the bottle had been pink, a baby goes there, sees the pink, is like, ah, that's fine, but if this is yellow, it's going to be trained repairs, it's not good, it's yellow and black, there is poison, there is a little skull there with a cross, it's all these symbols. We understand that very, very early in our life, is that something that we learn or is something that we have inside? I don't know. So as you go back from yellow, you build up a little bit and you put a little bit of red inside, you get an orange and back again. We connect it to warm, um, a warm sensation, maybe feeling happy and joyful. And um, all this disappears when we go back down to white. What is white is absolute, is neutral, is, is the whole truth. And it's so shiny and it's pure, it's clarity. And then when you go to the opposite, you have black. What is black? It, it could be darkness, sadness, mystery. It could be danger, fear. It could be mysterious things that you don't know about. It could be anything. It could even be nobility. It could be posh. All the um, cars that are very, very expensive, you know, $100,000 and all black and so shiny. So what are we attaching to these colors and where does that come from? Interesting question. And a very same survey that has been done over about 5,000 people, I think a couple of years ago, they got people from 30 countries around the world and they asked people, what are you associating with this color? And more than half associated black with sadness, which made me really sad because I wear a lot of black and I'm not sad at all, so this is my point. The red, 68% love, they, they thought it was really much the color of love. And then joy for yellow, 52%. So pink, why 50% of people associated pink with love? That's interesting, isn't it? And so how do we do that? So these results are showing that we have universal quality to this association of the colors. And um, this could be quite useful when you communicate with other people. What are we telling other people by wearing certain colors, by painting a house in certain colors, by making an object and giving it and it's got that color? In Greek, chromo or chroma is the color. So we have something called um, chromotherapy or, you know, something like 
colorology instead of being the alternative treatment stuff. So it's nothing backed by uh, any medical studies, but they use the main colors to stimulate the body, for example, to increase circulation, red or yellow. They can stimulate the nerves. They can purify with yellow. But then when you're going to treat pain or make you feel better after being sick, blue. If you have a skin problem, it's indigo. And if you want to raise your energy level or you want to heal your lungs, it's orange. So everyone has this idea, yeah? And, and it's quite interesting that actually, in many cases, it does work. And there is also a study published in 2020 that uh, showed that you can use the therapy based on color, so chromotherapy, to help the nurses working in intensive care units who suffer from compassion fatigue and also had PTSD. And the chromotherapy was helpful in managing the feelings that they had. That was quite interesting for a study. Let me just see if I can get the number. There we go. It was, uh, the study was called Impact of Chromotherapy on Professional Quality of Life in Intensive Care Unit Nurses, a randomized controlled trial um, by Emani Gavani, Radfar, and what else? I can't read all these numbers, <laughs> but it was a really good study to have a look at. So of course uh, there is no way we can say that color will fix everything in our life and no, that's not gonna be. However, when we give uh, an object, an item to somebody and, and we tell them that this object will do something, the color that is with the object, in the object, will be associated to something. So if you give a, a pain relief paracetamol type pill, um, people will think, ah, okay, this is white, so it's going to have a really strong pain relief. But um, if it's red, oh, it's going to be a stimulant. Isn't it interesting? And uh, that's, that's quite a thing, you know. And also, they've done some research and they say, did you know that when you have um, sport matches, I don't know, soccer, whatever, the, the players that receive more penalties usually are the ones that are wearing a black uniform. Wow, that's interesting. Luckily, my uniform was always red, so I didn't get the problem. So could it be that we could use color to feel safer at work, to be more productive, to improve the behavior in our house? Could we tone down certain responses if we are surrounded by calming colors? And could we feel warmer or having the idea that we are feeling better if we change the colors around us. Although there is no really randomized controlled trial about, you know, half a million people showing this stuff, we do want to know and it would be so good for you guys to, to tell me how do you feel when you walk into a place that is full of wonderful flowers? Why do we love going to a garden full of flowers? Even if you cannot smell the wonderful scent, but you see all these pinks and the roses in bloom, what happens to your body? What is the joy that comes with color? And um, you know, how does that affect your mood? And also notice how many times we use the colors while we are, are talking to describe our mood. We might be saying, oh, today is such a gray day, it's a, it's a dull day. Or today I was black or I was red because this happened. So, 
We might be associating colors to emotion and then trigger that when we see the color again. So color is so important that it actually can affect our performance. And this is a study that I found in a website from the American Psychological Association. It's a journal article. It's called Color and Psychological Functioning, the Effect of Red on Performance Attainment, uh, 2007. And um, it was really interesting because the research that they done was focusing on the relation between the color and the way we function and very very specifically the red color and what happened to our performance when we see red before the performance so they took the hypothesis that red will impair performance when you have to achieve something because normally red is associated with danger of failure when you have, a, a, for example, an exam, when you expect the tutor to come there <laughs> to pick up a red pen and put all these lines and show you all your mistakes. And they did four experiments. And um, just before an important test, for example, an acute test, they show to the people red. And um, they didn't tell them why, they just show this red thing and uh, they did all this experiment and they established a clear link between red and avoidance motivation and um, what happened is that they had findings suggesting that we had to be careful in how we use red in achievement context and um, the color can be a little bit of a very subtle environmental cue that will influence our behavior. So the study showed that exposing the students to the color red before their exam had a negative impact on the test performance. In the first of the six experiments they were described, they have 71 American college students and they were presented with a participant number that was red, green or black just before this five minutes test. And the results revealed the students who were presented with a red number before taking the test scored more than 20% lower than those that were presented with the green numbers and the black numbers. One wonders why. So could it be that you can repeat this experiment and produce something red to give to somebody who is about to compete so that they will fail and you will win? That's a terrible suggestion to give, but I'm just saying, hey, um, this is a study of science, you know, and there is something there. And um, according to color psychology, it is possible that the colors that we have around us can boost our mood, lower our happiness, even cause anxiety. Is it, is it something true to you or not? So I'm not telling you anything you know, particularly uh, difficult to, to discuss, but would it be possible that when you buy something that shows about your personality, could this be related to your character? And so, what preference do you have when you choose the colors? For what you drive, what you wear, what you give, how are you influenced? 
So there are lots of consumer purchases that we do because of lots and lots of reasons, but one is the color and the meaning that it has in our life. And so if you're always choosing certain colors that are neutral or toned down and not saturated and very flat, everything you're wearing is very, very toned down with a lot of gray, you could ask yourself, oh, maybe to change my life I need to spice up those colors. That could be quite an interesting thing to see, you know, what happens when you change the colors? First, they're reflecting your mood, but what if you change them? Will they boost your mood? Another observation is about the age. Could it be that we change our preferences as we grow up in a certain culture and we change what we like because of how we've been judged when we were wearing certain colors? Could it be that um, what we have around us is selected because of the feelings or because of what we want people to perceive And so when we have a room that we want to decorate, do we just throw things there without thinking? Or do we try to evoke a specific atmosphere or mood to create, for example, a peaceful room or a quiet room or a very bright and energetic mood? So it's very interesting. And these are all things that we study all the time to see how we can live better by using the color in a different way. So next time you get dressed in the morning and choose the tie color or what shoes you're gonna have and uh, maybe the color of paint for the room or whatever the soft furnishings you're going to buy, ask yourself, why am I so attracted to this color? What makes me really go towards this type of subdued color or vivid colors or cool or warm and is this a color that is everywhere do i keep buying the same dress in the same color just in different styles do i keep buying the same type of wrap paper or the same type of food and remember this is so important for the food industry isn't it think about it when i first moved from italy to england some 24 years ago i noticed that when you had um, buttered food, for example, steaks, you know, southern fried or whatever, everything was such a golden yellow. And I wondered why, because I've never seen that in Italy. We just said bread, you dry the bread and then you, you have a crumbs and the bread used to be beige <laughs> and that was it. And so our food was beige, but I arrived here and everyone in the supermarket was buying these golden crumbs. And it turned out, if you look in the container, they are mixed with turmeric. So they, they have this amazing golden yellow, which is looking amazing. And sometimes because of this golden yellow, you think the, the food is going to be very tasty. And if you're used to this, when you then go to have a normal steak, let's say normal, in another country where we do not use a colorant, although turmeric is completely safe, there's nothing wrong with it, actually it's quite anti-inflammatory, so nothing wrong, but I'm saying, so when you compare food that is beige, you might start thinking that the food is not really appetizing, it might be bland, it could be interesting to serve the same thing, one with a normal 
natural color and one with turmeric and ask people which one is tastier and then see how they react to that and then the other one it was exactly the same but it's just the color see and you can do the same with the soup you can make it look a lot more appetizing if you use certain colors and when you present your foods as we do like in japan we have all these um, color combinations you know and all this balance of uh, what you're gonna put with what in italy as well you try to follow the rainbow three four colors so that you have a balance of colors as well in a, in a lot of dishes, they expect you to have a green there to balance it out because otherwise it looks like you're all eating just carbs. Yes, we know that, right? And and so there will be, from a cookery point of view, it's interesting because if you think about it, just go to McDonald's, what do you see? These golden nuggets, this VM is golden yellow, and then you have a red. And these are the foods that make you stop and think oh it's gonna be warm it's gonna be tasty it's gonna be interesting to eat Uh, but what if you changed the color and um, before i close i really wanted to quote this many years ago i used to make lots of cakes just vanilla normal sponge cake and uh, it was always the same recipe came out always the same because i did it always the same but one day half of it i colored it in blue okay with blue icing and the other half, I kept it as usual. And it was a birthday. <laughs> I won't tell you who it, whose birthday it was. And um, so half of the cake was blue. Every single person that tried the blue cake said, ah, something weird with that. And there was absolutely nothing. It was the same mix, but I just put blue colorant. So there we go. So that was my own uh, randomized, placebo, double-blind control study with five people. <laughs> if you put something in your food and will change the color people will make assumptions they will ask you what's there because you change the color so they will think there is danger there so well i hope you had a good time there was a light-hearted episode today just to cheer up because we got christmas coming over go around look at the colors around and ask yourself how are this color influencing me am i happy or sad and why am i sad and what can i do to design a bedroom some furnishing or some clothes or some wall art that will make me more cheerful. There could be some good useful exercise for this happy first week of, uh, well, second week by the time I publish of December when we're all preparing for Christmas. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel free to share it with your friends and click like and subscribe if you would enjoy that. So thank you for being with me and I will see you next week. Take care. Bye. You've listened to Create with Fran Sidney.